NFL Week 8 is here upon us. Drew Davis is back. We preview four games this week. We also review Week 7. We talk about the state of the Dolphins, which is Drew's favorite team. We do a little bit on Tua. My Bears, of course. And are the Chiefs bad and the Bengals good? All right, listen in. Welcome to your best bets. Week seven is in the books. We're starting to enter the midpoint of the NFL season already. The NFL playoff picture is coming into play in both conferences. Uh, I have to say the week seven games were maybe the worst set of NFL games that I've seen in my time of watching the NFL. Um, Not a lot of good stuff this last weekend to take away. Uh, We're going to talk about week eight, preview four games. Uh, Drew Davis is back. Drew was here on the AFC East preview show. Drew, welcome back. What's new? Not a lot, man. Um, enjoying the NFL season. I agree about week seven, other than the Dolphins Falcons game, which was exciting for me personally, but I think for most people, I mean, it was an exciting finish, but other than that game, it was a terrible slate. Of games. Yeah. I, I think that might've been one of the, the closest or the only close games on Sunday that the Monday night game was close. It wasn't necessarily right. good. Um, right. but there was, right. I, there was five, six, just total blowouts, including my bears, which, uh, it got really ugly quick there in Tampa, which yeah, wasn't, guess. wasn't real surprising. Yeah. Um, let's start with the dolphins, uh, preseason. Okay. We were talking about the AFC East, obviously being the bills division. It's still going that way. Uh, we thought the, you know, there was going to be the, maybe one of the AFC East teams contending for the wild card spot between the, the the Pats and the Dolphins. It's right now; it appears to be the Pats, or at least in play. Um, talk about your Dolphins, where you're at as a fan, I, where you're at with Tua, all of the trade rumors. Uh, there's definitely a lot of talk around this team, um, so I'm interested to hear your take on where the team is. So, the last time I was on, uh, I got. A lot of things right and a lot of things wrong. Um, I was right about the Bills. I was right about the Pats. I was right about the Jets. Uh, I think the Bills are probably the best team in the AFC right now. I think the Pats are maybe a seven seed, maybe an eight seed. Uh, they have a great O-line and a great defense. Other than that, they're kind of mediocre. I was right about the Jets. They fucking suck. They're probably the worst team in the league. They're ruining a rookie quarterback who has no shot of being good on their team. But I was completely wrong about the Dolphins. I thought the Dolphins would be a 10-win team, and they are not showing that at all. Um, They have had a ton of bad luck, but they've also not played well when they should have. I was right that I think Tua is – a work in progress and I'm still willing to have faith in him because the last two weeks he's come back from injury and he's been a top 10 quarterback the last two weeks. He's looked really well or he's looked really good. Um, but he also makes some really fucking stupid mistakes. So, um, he's still young. I mean, I saw a comparison yesterday of him versus some other quarterbacks in their first 14 starts with Drew Brees, Josh Allen, uh, Russell Wilson, big Ben, those kind of things. 
and his numbers are better than theirs, but sometimes it's not translating to the field, the win column. I'm still team Tua. I'm still willing to give him a shot. The defense has been god-awful. They were a top five unit last year, and they're bottom three right now. I don't really know how to explain it. It's a lot of the same players. Um, I don't know if it's coaching, if it's scheme. I don't know what's going on, but they're giving up a ton of points, a ton of yards. I mean, last week against Atlanta, Tua came back from a 13-point deficit, took the lead, and the defense just couldn't stop Matt Ryan and Kyle Pitts. They just couldn't stop him. So that's not on Tua. Uh, Same thing with Jacksonville. Tua played great. Defense couldn't fucking stop anybody. Um, another stat I saw was that they have three of their starting offensive linemen are in the top 10 in pressures allowed in the NFL. On the same team, you have three offensive linemen in top 10 pressures allowed. That's insane. Yeah. I guess so that. in a team that's kind of in turmoil, he's kind of one of the only bright spots. Um. I'm still team Tua. I want him to keep him. I want him to keep the picks. There was actually a tweet from Pro Football Network an hour ago that said that the Dolphins and Texans owners have agreed to a trade for three first round picks for Deshaun Watson, but that the Dolphins owner, Stephen Ross, wanted um, the legal situation clarified before he actually followed through with the trade. I don't know how much of that I believe because it's not going to be resolved anytime soon and the trade deadline's in like a week. So, I don't know if that's just rumor and speculation. Uh, if the Dolphins did trade for Watson, I wouldn't be mad. I mean, he's a top five quarterback and he's like 25 years old. So it would be great to have him. But I would, at this point, I would prefer to have Tua and all the picks. Um, but if they gave away the picks and got Watson, I also wouldn't be mad because they clearly can't draft well. I mean, the offensive line that they drafted to protect Tua is fucking terrible. So. I don't know. It's kind of a catch twenty-two both ways, but um, I you remember the, the the old days. The old days being when we were uh, teenagers or even younger. When you draft a young quarterback, top ten, you would give him two years, right? He might not even play. I even see the field the first year. Look at guy like Carson Palmer drafted number one, doesn't see the field year one, year two. He gets that time to come into his own and and develop it's a totally different world now i i think pat mahomes ruined it for a lot of guys which by the way he didn't he sat for a long time behind alex smith i think people forget that but he had so much success early on now you're looking at guys like Tua, who's like you mentioned 13 14 starts in he's had a ton of injuries the end of last year already early this season it's almost unfair to judge him at this point because of what you said also because the receiving core is not very good the one potential guy that's going to be good is a rookie in Jalen Waddle. I wouldn't say the running game is steady uh, so far this season where they can rely on for a young quarterback. And you're right. It's the bottom five, six line in the league. Plus, are they still doing the two offensive coordinator thing? It's so weird, man. I, I don't understand it. They've got two offensive coordinators and a quarterback coach. And the quarterback coach is the one actually calling plays. So I don't understand. Charlie Fry is who is quarterback coach. Mm. They have two offensive coordinators, but the quarterback coach is the one calling plays. I don't fucking understand it. The one criticism of Tua that I think is completely valid is that he's injury prone. He's now had four straight seasons with four injuries that have kept him out of games. And that is completely valid complaint of everybody. 
if you can't be on the, the number one ability is availability, mm-hmm. right? And he's had four straight seasons where he's missed time because of it. So that complaint is 100% valid. But if you put an offensive line in front of him that can't protect him, he's number one in the league in pressures this year in the games that he's played, by the way. That's not really fair to him. But um, the, the receiving core you mentioned is another thing. He's just been set up. The, the Dolphins organization has really put him in a bind and not set him up for success because he has not had three of his top four receivers for almost every game this year. He said Jalen Waddle, which he's probably, other than Jamar Chase, probably second for rookie of the year because uh, none of the rookie quarterbacks are really playing that well. Um, but other than Jalen Waddle, Devontae Parker's been hurt. Will yeah. Fuller's been hurt. We, we joked about Albert Wilson and how much I liked him in the preseason before, but he's been hurt. So it's really fucking Jalen Waddle and some special teams guys that two is throwing to. So Right. right. And Gasicki's a nice tight end. I wouldn't call him yeah. like an upper-tier tight end, but he's, sure. he's fine. Yep. Um, yeah. You're right. You made a good point about the defense. Obviously, the defense was one of the reasons they were so good last year and made you know a huge jump. And they've I don't know if they regressed or, or what. I, and I, I haven't really followed them closely enough to, to, to know if they've had some injuries or whatever. But obviously not the same defense, you know, where, you know, I was just looking at, at you know, some of uh, the scores this year. I mean, they've lost, you know, two games by three and um one game by two. So it's, you know, a couple of those flip, there's a coin flip games in the NFL, you know, you're looking at three and four versus one and six, but not getting a lot of help. Um, I, I have a hard time just trading your number five pick from 2020 when you've only seen him for less than a full season. And then also rumored to be traded for a guy who's got 22 civil lawsuits and we don't know what the fuck his legal situation is going to look like. I, I think you just got to give more time. It's funny though, because, you know, I'm, I'm rooting for a team that has a similar young quarterback situation in, in, with the bears and Justin Fields. And I really am a firm believer that if the system is not set up around a young guy and the play calling is not uh, tailored to what that, what that guy does well, then they're almost set up to fail. The bears have a similar setup. The offensive line is God awful. They're on, they were on their four string right tackle. Matt Nagy can't, for whatever reason, keep a extra tight end in or running back to chip against uh, Shaq Barrett, one of the best rushers in the league. I, 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 if I think this is common sense, why can't one, an NFL head coach see this? Uh, I don't know if he's got such a big ego where he's so tied to his system working, no matter what the personnel is. I think that's is. it 100%. I think that's it 100%. I mean, it's insane to me. Um, he's got COVID. I hope COVID takes him out just period. Uh, yep. Coming for you, Matt Nagy. I'm so done with this guy. Um, but I, I, so tying this back to, to two in the dolphins, I just, I just think I need to see more. I mean, I saw a lot of the London game against the Jags. He looks really good in spots. He makes, like we said, some bonehead plays. I remember there was one play where he's scrambling on like a third and two, third and three, and he's got 15 yards to run. Then he, you know, he throws it down the field and it's not close. And I'm yep. like, dude, dude, run for the yep. first down. You got that. So it's just some of the decision-making, but I really think that just comes with experience and there has to be some, some bit of patience with this guy when, when everything is not perfect around him and it's not even good around. Him. So you hit the nail on the head that it's just young and immature mistakes that I think will eliminate themselves with time and experience. Uh, because there's always there's one or two plays a game where he does something just really fucking stupid, and 
other than that, I mean, the last two weeks, like I said, he's been a top 10 quarterback with passer rating. He's completed 76% of his passes, which is incredibly high. He's got uh, six touchdowns, three interceptions, 620 passing yards, while having 31 pressures in two weeks, which is incredible. Uh, in the fourth quarter, he's been 20 of 24 with 250 yards, three touchdowns, and a pick. I mean, this is a guy that's only played 14 starts, so I'm not really, I'm not ready to give up on him. I don't think Miami has a lot of problems right now. I don't think that he's one of them. That's a good point. Yeah, I think I think the the problems are much more severe than the quarterback position right now. And and to be honest, when Brissett was in there, they looked really bad. Uh, okay, so that's another thing. All these Colts fans that I know, friends, family, coworkers. They told me that I should be happy that Jacoby Brissett was the backup quarterback for the Dolphins. So I was like, oh, two is hurt. At least we have a good backup. No big deal. That was fucking terrible to watch. He was horrible. That might be some of the worst quarterbacking I've ever seen. I do not ever want to see him take the field in the Dolphins uniform ever again. He was competent in the Raiders game where they, they actually probably should have won. There was a pass interference in the end zone in overtime that yeah. wasn't called, I remember. But yeah. other than that, he was he was unwatchable, and it looked like it was a struggle for him to move at all. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. but couldn't move the a, ball. Everything was a check down. I, I uh, we'll, we'll we'll just have to wait and see what happens here before the trade deadline. There's a lot of rumors out there. A lot of rumors with Carolina with Watson. I even yeah. you know, saw some rumors with the Saints and Watson yep. today. So. I, I think something probably happens with Deshaun just happens to you know, we'll just have to see where he goes. Uh, what else from week seven? Um, the Chiefs are not good at football and the Bengals nope. are good at, are good at football. So hot take, maybe not so hot. I think Jamar Chase is Randy Moss Jr. Yeah. I think he's gonna be that good. Yeah. I really do. I think he's gonna be that he's he's fucking 20 years old. He missed football for 19 months and he comes out and he's the number two receiver in football. Like I think he's going to be that special. He's averaging over a hundred yards a game now uh, through seven games. That's uh, no, I'm with you. I I think the Bengals are good and their defense. What really is really surprised me. I I didn't really have high hopes for them. Uh, I thought they could move the ball this season. I thought Burrow was going to get killed. That really hasn't happened either. Um, their defense, their their speed, they're the first team that I've really seen keep up with Lamar defensively yeah. like that. Um, so I, I I didn't believe in their coach, Zach Taylor. Uh, so right now, this it's kind of fun to watch, to be honest with you. I love Joe Burrow. Um, he kind of reminds me of Brady, uh, watching him away in some ways. Uh, I, I think he's bounced back from the, the knee injury uh, a lot better than I expected him to. What about the Chiefs? Um, they can't block oh. for Mahomes. Mahomes is not getting away with some of these throws that he's gotten away with the first two or three years, and their defense might be the worst in the league. Did you see any of the analysis from Dan Orlovsky today about the, the Chiefs and their offense? No. So he has a take that the run, the RPO, the run-pass option, is mm-hmm. ruining Mahomes and is ruining their offensive line because the offensive line doesn't fire out during run blocks and they don't pass protect for as long as they should, because they're not sure if it's going to be a run or a pass. I don't know how much of that I buy. I think a lot of it has to do with their defense. Their defense is trash. And so Mahomes is kind of, I think he's uh, forcing things 
when he yeah, he doesn't need to and could just take the could just take the check down. Um, but they're plus, not good. Plus, they can't they can't run the ball anyways. So, are, is an RPO right. effective when nobody believes in Darrell Williams running the ball? Good I mean, point. Very and, good and, point. But they can't. They're the worst run defense in the league, and they made Ryan Tannehill look like a Pro Bowler once again. Um, I, I don't know if it's fixable. You know, they might do enough to become the sixth seed, seventh seed in the playoffs, but I think it's a long shot for them to win the division now. I mean, a team like the Chargers or even the Raiders are a much better positioned at this point. Uh, what else? The Bucks look unbeatable, um, but the Cards, the Rams, the NFC is really top-heavy, and we're not even talking about the Cowboys either. Yeah, no, I still think that the, the Browns, when they're healthy, are a contender in the AFC. I think I said in the last time I was on that I think the Browns and the Chargers, I think I said the Browns and the Chargers would compete for the AFC. No, no not the Chargers, the Titans. Browns and the Titans. Um, they have a ton of injuries right now. I just think their team is super talented. I don't think Kansas City's as good. Buffalo's right there, but Buffalo, Tennessee, and Cleveland are the three teams I think that, if healthy, can compete in the AFC. Um, the Bengals are good, but they're still so young, and the Ravens just are, it's just Lamar versus the world. So I think those three teams are the most complete. Um, the Bucks, yeah, I don't understand how the Bucks don't go to the Super Bowl. I get that the Cardinals are really good, and I get that the NFC has some tough teams, but with that roster and with Brady, with Arians, I just don't see them not making it to the Super Bowl. I mean, as long as you know their secondary doesn't have you know an awful, they, they're not good, but doesn't matter when their offense can outscore uh, most teams. Fournette looks rejuvenated and yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Their offense just looks unstoppable. I mean, I really think they could have put up 60 something against the bears. Uh, they had 35 and a half and they really called off the dogs. Uh, but I really think they, they could have hit the bears like 62 to three. Um, All right. So which, you're a bears fan. Yeah. I have a question. So I have never been a Justin Fields fan but I'm trying not to be a hater because of all the hate that Tua gets. So I'm trying not to do that, but I watched Justin Fields against Indiana's defense last year and they made him look like shit. Yeah. Yeah. And then I watched him play some practice, uh, uh, practice, uh, against the dolphins joint practices. Is what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And he didn't look good then either. Mm-hmm. And now he's kind of really not looking good. Are you nervous? No, not yet. I I want to I want to see, I want to see it through this season. To and and I don't even know if I can fairly evaluate him based on the rest of this season. I I mean I really feel like it's a similar situation to the Dolphins with their offensive line. It is so bad. There's so many injuries, and Drew their their center can't even snap the ball to Fields. He's rolled the ball yeah. back twice two weeks in a row. Um, there was he threw some bad picks the other day. Um, and I think he's trying to do too much, but he does have the tendency to hold on to the ball too long. Um, that's for sure. He takes, he takes a little too few, you know, too many sacks. Um, you know, from what I've seen, he's got, he's got all the talent. I just need, I, I just don't think the play calling has helped him and there's no separation with the receivers. Darnell Mooney can get open, but Allen Robinson can't even get it open. By the way, trade Allen Robinson before the trade deadline. Get him to someone, get him to a contender, get a third or fourth. There are some back. Dolphins fans that want to trade for Allen Robinson. Why? Why? Oh no. <laughs> Why? He he wants to go to a contender. It just it makes it just makes no sense. So the Bears trade Allen Robinson. But no, I I'm I've nowhere near uh a final endpoint on fields. I need to see more. I want to see him with a 
offensive scheme that makes sense. Like, give me Kellen Moore next year, the Cowboys coordinator. Matt Nagy's not going to be here next year, whether he gets fired in the bye week in a couple weeks or at the end of the season. There's going to be a whole new offensive system. So um, I'm still in the uh, decision or deciding point with Fields. It's going to take me a while before I get there. All right, let's do week eight. There's some good games this week. Uh, the Thursday night game might is, might be one of the better Thursday night games on paper that I've seen the last couple of years. Um, you know, the Cardinals have pretty much met every test this year, um, and you know they're undefeated. I think they were pretty much bored last week with the Texans. They kind of sleepwalked through the first quarter of that game, but they finally got going and they 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 cover a huge spread last week. This game against the Packers uh, started at, I think, three and a half or four uh, early in the week, and it's now up to six and a half. And that's probably because of Devontae Adams and now just a few hours ago, Alan Lazard going on the COVID list. So Packers are without their top three receivers. Their top receiver in this game will be the ageless fucking Randall Cobb. Um <laughs> Uh, Kyler got really banged around last week against the Texans. He got hit a few times. I, I mean, I don't know if he's uh, hurt, I, but you know, this is the point of the season last year. I remember him starting to take some hits and finally it caught up with him. He missed a couple games. Um, what's your take on this game? Cardinals favored by six and a half over under at 50 and a half. So six and a half is a lot of points to give Aaron Rodgers. Um, I get that he's missing receivers, but he's the kind of quarterback that it doesn't really matter who he's throwing to. I get that the Cardinals are good, but six and a half is a lot to give to Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to take the six and a half. It's at home, right? It's at Green Bay or is it in Arizona? Arizona. Oh, shit. Uh, is that I a home field still... advantage? No, but if it was in Green Bay, I would have felt a lot better about it. Sure. Um, okay. I still think I'm giving Aaron Rodgers six and a half, but I am taking the over. I think that uh, the Cardinals have the number one defense in fantasy. I don't know what that translates to in real life, but um, I still just have faith that Aaron Rodgers and Kyler Murray are going to have a shootout of some sort, and the last guy with the ball is going to win. So um, I'll take the over, and I will take the points with the Packers. Yeah, I think the you made a good point. We've seen Aaron Rodgers throw to – basically some homeless guys off the street and be effective. So I, you, you and know. I could probably be receivers for the pack. Right. I'm like the, the slower version of Cooper cup out there. <laughs> um, I, I think you just may, may, may see more Aaron Jones, this game, uh, AJ Dillon. I, I think, you know, we haven't seen them really use the run game a lot this year. Uh, I, I just I always side with Rodgers. I've seen it too much firsthand as a Bears fan. Uh, I think six and a half is Point. a lot of points. Six and a half is a lot of points, and you know I'm, I don't think the Packers win the game, but I I still I still just have my doubts in Arizona. It's probably the Cliff Kingsbury effect, but I, I guess I have to respect what he's done so far, and uh, they're really doing it on both sides of the ball. Their offense is terrifying. Um, Chase Edmonds is a really nice uh, complement to that offense with all the receivers. And, you know, Kyler is like a video game and he's, he's the leader. Cheat of the club. Code. He's he is. Cheat code. It's like uh, Mike Vick and Madden, you know, in the mid two thousands. Uh, yeah. But, so, but with accuracy though. That's right. That's right. Uh, so, but yeah, we both like the Packers. I'd probably lean the over on the 50 and a half as well. 
The one o'clock game Sunday, Tennessee at Indianapolis. Uh, the Titans are favored by one. They're coming off huge wins against the Bills and the Chiefs back to back at home. Over under at 51 in this game. The Colts, of course, pretty much kept their their division hopes, playoff hopes alive with that huge win against San Francisco. Otherwise, San Francisco just I don't really get it. I don't really get the Kyle Shanahan thing. Um, but that's a different topic. So the Colts getting a point at home. Drew, where do you lie here? So I think that the only way that the Colts cover this is because of a hangover from the last two weeks. If you're just talking team to team straight up, I don't understand why the Titans are only favored by a point. Like the Titans are head and shoulders above where the Colts are right now. Carson Wentz has not had a great year. Uh, the Colts defense hasn't had a great year. I don't think they're a bad team. I think they're still a fringe playoff team, but I think the Titans are head and shoulders better than them. Um, if, if it's a one point victory, I, I think I'm picking the Titans hundred percent of the time. As far as the over under goes, um, man, I'm kind of torn. I think Derrick Henry has been a beast lately and they're going to rely on him a lot. I'm probably going under, but I'm not sold on it. But I'm definitely sold on Titans minus one. I do a gambling uh, group every week where we pick five games against the spread, kind of like Colin Cowherd's Blazing Five. And Titan min- Titans minus one was the number one game that I picked. So I think mm-hmm. for sure they win the game. I'm going the other way. I'm going okay. the other way. Yeah, give me, give me the Colts. I'll I'll take the home dog. I feel like they're building momentum here. Just give me the money line at minus one hundred five. Um, I feel like Jonathan Taylor. They're really starting to build that running game up. Carson Wentz is a bit terrifying. I compared him to Jay Cutler a couple weeks ago. He makes some throws that are just like, what the fuck? You know, the one the other night where he just shot put it into uh, the guy's yeah. arms. So he might give you one or two a game. But I, I just I like the Colts defense. I love Darius Leonard. If they can make the Titans one dimensional and shut down Derrick Henry, I don't trust Ryan Tannehill without the run game, without play action. Um, I'm gonna take the Colts at home, trust the defense, trust the running game. Carson, don't fuck me on a couple of Jay Cutler <clears throat> plays. That's where I'll, I'll go. Yeah. I think I think you could score on the Titans as well. So I'll probably take the over as well, uh, over the 51. Uh, so let me ask you a question. Do you think the Colts can score on the Titans more than the chiefs can right now? Maybe because the Colts can run the ball. I mean, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Chiefs can't block right now for whatever reason. And maybe it's the Orlovsky thing. I don't know, but uh, it's, it's weird to say maybe I trust the Colts more than the chiefs right now. I don't know. Well, their O lines better. I'll give you that. Yeah. The next game for, Oh, I'm sorry, I lost my spot. Four oh five. Patriots coming off resounding win. Uh, Drew, I played a two-team teaser with the unders of the Giants Panthers. I teased it up to almost fifty. I think it was forty-nine and a half, and then I teased the Pats Jets under up to forty-nine and a half, and then the Patriots okay. do it single-handedly and ruin that two-team <laughs> teaser because they put up a fifty-burger on the Jets. Uh, going to the Chargers. Chargers coming off a bye, of course. Uh, the last time we saw the Chargers, they were 
just blown off the field at Baltimore. Uh, Chargers favored by five and a half here over under 49. Mac Jones looks great, but it's against the Jets, so I, I don't know how much I care about that. Um, the Chargers, on the other hand, I like them getting a bye week. I love their coach. I love their quarterback. And I don't know if I trust Mac Jones on the road yet. Yep. So when I was on last time, we had a talk about how I have a personal vendetta against Mac Jones. Yes. Uh, I recall. He has looked like the best rookie quarterback so far this year. Mm-hmm. He hasn't looked great. I mean, he's throwing for 215 yards a game. He's got like, I don't remember exactly, but it's got like eight picks and like seven turnovers. So it's not, he's not lighting the world on, world on fire, but he's doing okay. He's doing good. Um, where was I going with this? Oh, Chargers. You hate Mac Jones. Yeah, you hate Mac Jones. Justin Herbert's looked great. He's looked like a top five quarterback in the league. And Bill Belichick normally preys on rookie quarterbacks. I think he's had enough time in the league where that's not really going to affect him. I'll take the Chargers and the points, and I think I'm going to take the over because I think the Chargers are going to light him up. And I think Mac Jones, he has had success because he kind of dinks and dunks down the field and then settles on field goals when he gets into the red zone. He, he might progress and be a great quarterback. And, you know, I mean, that's what Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, Drew Brees, all those guys did that earlier in their career. But right now, he's not a touchdown scoring guy. I just think that the uh, the over with the Chargers is where I'm at, and Justin Herbert is probably going to light him up. I think I'm with you. I think I'm, you know, I don't love the five and a half. I wish it was, I wish it was a point or two lower, but I'm comfortable with that because there was some stat about, you know, you always hear about the West coast teams going East, um, you know, the time zone issue, but there was a stat about East coast teams going West. And uh, when the last five, six years, um, West coast teams covering, uh, the the home team covering in six it was like sixty five percent of these games, so I I do like I, I like the 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 Chargers offense. I am a little bit worried about their run defense. I think the Ravens exposed them uh, two weeks ago. Um, so you know Belichick is really notorious for attacking your weakness. You know Damian Harris is a pretty solid running back. I think they have a solid offensive line. That's my only concern here. But I'm comfortable with a bounce back performance here. And the Patriots aren't as good as they looked last week because it was against the fucking Jets. Um, Fuck the Jets. That's right. Um, I'm going to hit the under here just because I I could see this being like a 27-16 kind of game. Um, I don't know how much the Patriots will be able to score in this one. Last game. uh, I'm excited about this one. Um, I think it's going to be potentially the game of the week. The Dallas Cowboys, uh, who've won five in a row off of their, there's, are they six and one or five and one? They were on a bye last week, weren't they? Uh, five and one, I think. Okay. Season opening loss to Tampa. They've won five in a row. They're also six and zero oh against the spread, which is pretty ridiculous. Um, they are favored by two and a half at the Minnesota Vikings, over or under at a huge number of fifty five in this one. Drew, I'm going to start here. I I just think that this is a this is just a trap spot for the Cowboys. Everything looks 
great for them. They're covering the spread. Their offense is unstoppable. Um, uh, you know, Travion Diggs is you know, returning pick sixes every other week. They're getting turnovers at a rapid rate. That's the only concern I have. I think that's not a sustainable way of, um, you know, winning games with, you know, turnovers seem to regress toward the mean. Eventually I saw it with my bears a few years ago, 2018, they were a turnover machine, but essentially that levels off at a certain point. Um, I like the home dog. I I'm a sucker for home dogs always. So I'm going to take the two and a half. I'm going to trust Kirk cousins in prime time, which is never a comfortable spot, but I think Dalvin cook, um, you know, that offensive line, I think they can expose the Cowboys run defense in this one and just pray that Dak doesn't go nuts. All right. So what you said makes sense. However, I have a rule and my rule is never bet on Kirk cousins unless he plays at home at one o'clock. So if he's on the road or if he's in a primetime game, do not bet on him because he never plays well. I respect and it. So, I respect far, it. <laughs> so far financially it's worked out. Uh, I'm going to trust my eyes and think that the Cowboys cover because their offense looked great. Um, and I'm just going to follow my rule that you can't bet on Kirk Cousins unless he's at home at one o'clock on Sunday. If it doesn't hit, it doesn't hit. But I'll, can, I think you, I'll take yeah. the over. Yeah, you uh, can live. You can live with land. that, right? You can live with that if you're, you you abide by your rule. I mean, that's yeah. I again, <laughs> that's probably the way to. That's probably the way to go. My rule with the Vikings is I I like them as dogs and I hate them as favorites. It's kind of like the Raiders. I hate them as favorites and like, and I hate them as uh, or you know I like them as dog, hate them as favorites. But um, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I that's cut you fair. Off. I think I'll probably take the over just because I think the Cowboys offense in a primetime spot is going to play well. I mean, Tony Pollard looks as good or better as Ezekiel Elliott, and CeeDee Lamb has been nothing short of unstoppable so far this year. But, you know, if it doesn't happen, you know, I'm not sold on it, but a guy's got principles and I'm going to stick by him. Oh, I, I, I respect it. So we, uh, we oppose on two, we see eye to eye on two, anything else from week eight? Uh, my bold prediction is the lions will get their first win at home against the Eagles. Take them at plus plus one sixty on the money line. Yikes. Um, Dude, Nick Sirianni, their coach is a disaster. They're, that team is a disaster. Like he is, but Jalen hurts for all of the shit that the Eagles have put him through is actually playing really well. I didn't think he – I was a Jalen Hurts hater before the year. I didn't think that it would translate again, but it is, and he seems to be playing well. So, I don't know. Jared Goff has, like, no weapons at all. He has TJ Hawkinson and a banged-up DeAndre Swift, and that's, like, it. So, I saw some chart earlier, and it rated, like, all the quarterbacks and their efficiency rating with, like – it was how efficient they are with the offense based on the success that the offense had. And he was like dead last behind, or the only person that was behind him was Zach Wilson, which by the way, fuck the jets. But uh, other than that, yeah, it was Jared Goff. So I think the, the lions are fucking terrible. I'm, I'm never going to bet on the lions. No, they're definitely terrible, but again, a home dog and uh, they're, they're going to win. They're going to win eventually. I love, I kind of love Dan Campbell. He's pulling out onside kicks and fake punts. Just, out of his ass the other day. I mean, I kind of loved it. He coaches to win at least. I, I don't believe in the Phillies, uh, Phillies coaching staff at all. I think they're, I think they could be. He was interim gun. coach with the Dolphins, and I, I remember, him. I remember Oklahoma drill. 
<laughs> yeah, football guy. Yeah, football guy for sure. Uh, anything else on week eight? Uh, I think I said in the last podcast I was a big Washington football team fan. Hmm. Thought they'd have a good year. I was too. Dead wrong on that. Yeah. Uh, I thought Fitzpatrick would lead them to a great season. His injury fucked it from the start, but not even talking about his injury, they also their def- just sucks. Their defense just disappeared yeah. from last year. Another defense that yeah. just went away. Right. Yeah. Um, there was one more game that I liked. I don't remember. Um, yeah. I don't remember what it was now. Um, yeah. There's. Uh, oh, I know. It was the Zach Wilson thing. You know, so I think I talked about this. I, I put a bet on a uh, future bet on Zach Wilson to lead the NFL in interceptions. He still is there. He still is there, but now his injury kind of concerns me. Um, he's now no longer the favorite, the live favorite. It's Trevor Lawrence. But I think if if Zach could just get on back on the field, man, make your way back. You're going to throw it. You're going to get there. Um, so that bet was looking good for a while. Yeah, um, no. I think he's got like four touchdowns and like 12 turnovers or something crazy like that the jets are trash and they ruin any quarterback that they have he probably could have been a success if he went somewhere else but he went to the jets so yeah how depressing is new york football though i mean the giants are just awful as well it's 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 kind of unfortunate because it's kind of fun when at least one of them are, are, are relevant but it's been a long time now um since that's happened all right drew we did it week eight's in the books uh Thanks for joining me and coming back on. Yeah, man. No problem. Anytime. All right, guys. Your best bet on Instagram, Facebook. Check us out. College basketball preview coming up later this week. Everyone, take it easy.